You are now entering the chopping block. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of the Chopping Block, where we talk life, music, and everything in between in today's culture. I'm Chopper, and on today's show, I'll be talking to industrial groove metal artist Jason Wisdom from the band Death Therapy. Hey, Jason, how you doing today? Hey, man, doing great. How about you? I'm I'm doing well. I'm just doing what I can, being stuck in my house for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Living that well. We're I'm a homeschool uh, dad, so we're stuck at home most of the time, homebodies, but. Uh, I, I'm also I'm also a musician who loves to tour, so you know I gotta get out sometimes. So sometimes I'll just hop. Sometimes I'll just hop in the car and like drive around the neighborhood for <laughs> just for the to feel like I'm out doing something. Get in the van and just drive around. Yeah, Maybe totally. Hold the trailer up. Yeah, don't take a bath for five days. Smell really bad. <laughs> you know, that's just to simulate the tour experience. Yeah, it must be hard as a musician not to be able to go out because I know like yeah. summer is the big time for uh, festivals and totally and the tours. So and most likely they're all canceled. So yeah, um, yeah, pretty much everything we had planned is canceled or postponed. Um, some of it's been they're trying to uh, do it in July or August, but you know who's to say if the state will even allow the gatherings? You know, so we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Now, if things open back up do you have any shows planned yeah totally we're um we're doing kingdom come festival in indiana um which is currently scheduled for july 10th and 11th that's exciting um lots of great bands playing that spoken uh, disciple um i don't remember all the others but lots of great bands playing that one yeah there's a ton of bands playing yeah it's gonna be lots of fun and um that's the first one coming up that's the only one in july um that is sort of holding its ground uh, most of the other ones that were in July have canceled. Um, I believe that, uh, let's see, I think Life Fest got rescheduled for August. Yeah, they moved up in August. August, so that's that's happening as long as we're good. As long as everything fine, then we're doing Life Fest. We're doing uh, Uprise Fest, which is in September in Pennsylvania. Um, okay. Life Fest is in Wisconsin for people who don't know. Um, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Ashkash. Um and then the yeah, land of cheese curds and wonderful <laughs> things. I'm trying to think of others that were on the list, but uh, Pit Fest is in September as well in uh, Indiana. But yeah, this is going to be a really sl- it's going to be a really slow year, unfortunately. Um, who do you know who runs a Pit Fest? Same folks who do Kingdom Come Festival. Okay, I thought so because I remember Always I heard a couple people asking if Pit Fest was happening on mm-hmm. the Kingdom Comes page. So, well. I believe so. I don't know if I just leaked out. I don't know if I just leaked out something that isn't public, but I, we're, we're shooting for that. We've done it before. It was awesome. Uh, they do it at a biker rally, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember my son's band played at a biker rally once, and it was like the funnest time. Like Everybody was so chill. It was, yeah. it was awesome. I mean, alcohol might have something to do with that, but uh, you know, who knows? It, it might. It might. It might. But anyway, yeah. So, so But long story short, 2020 not just for us, but for almost all bands. It's kind of like a wash. So a lot of the bands, and this is what I'm doing, are just focusing super hard on trying to write new music, create content um, more than they've done before, which is is kind of cool because um, on the one hand, it's like, well, I wish I had time to write more music or I wish I had, um, you know, the um, just had more music that I could put out there, especially in the Spotify age, you know, you, or iTunes age. 
mm-hmm. the more you can release, the better. Well, right now I'm just cranking out music as fast as I can because I can't go to work. Uh, school system shut down. I'm a substitute teacher, um, and uh, also I work. I don't work at a church, but I am um, sort of a contract worker, um, and I do work there weekly. And they haven't been able to open up in our church is looking at sort of mid-July, actually, before they're back full swing. So even though Georgia has been open um, for a month or more now, they say um, most things are still kind of slowly getting back to normal. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do for our church. Um, I'm a pastor at um, at my church, and we're at a school. And since all the schools are shut down until August, yeah. we we have nowhere to go. And then we just got word that the principal is retiring in August. So, and it's it's really up to the principal whether they allow to have churches or not. And right now, the current principal loves us, and we have no idea what's going to happen in the future. So <laughs> That's it's, crazy, it's, man. It's, yeah, it's it's pretty it, it's it's pretty insane that this to, re, to realize that we might not be able to do church where we've been doing it for a few years now. But God is good. We're Totally. We're looking at properties right now. Hopefully, you know, that goes through, but that's taking a long time because of all the the cord 19. No one wants to approve anybody. So, but it's, you know, whatever God wants us to do, that's what we're going to do. In the meantime, we're just going to keep doing online services. You, you just dropped out two singles, right? Yep. And the first one was the guardian awakening and the other one was Terra Inferma. Is that- yes. Terra Inferma. It's the first one. Featuring, uh, so all of the, all the singles I've dropped so far for this electronic instrumental music EP, um, feature a guest guitar solo. Um, and that's a big deal for me because death therapy for five years now that it's existed has been a guitar free band, no guitars. It's just, just big distorted bass, which some people have mistaken for guitar. Yeah. Um, I mean, you make it sound so, so well that it almost sounds like guitar. I try. Um, and um anyway so the first single guardian guardian awakening um has guest guitar solo by daniel gailey who is in a band called fit for a king and i don't i say that like they're not the most famous band in this music scene right now uh the the heavy metal (laughs) music scene and they're humongous um yeah he's also in a band called phineas both of those bands are awesome he used to be in a band with me called becoming the archetype um and uh the second single terra inferma uh, features a guitar solo from Jack, uh, Jack Daniels. That is his real name. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's when you release a heavy metal songs featuring Jack Daniels, you get lots of comments from people. So you're just going to get hits just for that. Yeah, lots of yeah, lots of uh, lots of metal songs have been written with Jack Daniels, but not with uh, the same the guy Jack I'm talking Daniels. about. But <laughs> yeah, the Jack Daniels. But he's uh, he's in a band called War of Ages, which is also an amazing band. Yeah. And I've known him for a long time because he was in a band called Hope for the Dying, which is one of my favorite metal bands. And if people haven't, they're sort of like under the radar, but their albums are amazing. Um, so people should go back and check those out. Make them. Yeah, I've never heard spin. of them. I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, they're amazing. If you like uh, if you like progressive sort of like orchestral and, you know, lots of guitar shredding and lots of, you know, crazy time signatures and, you know, just just cool. I, I I think they're amazing. Um, epic metal kind of stuff. So hope for the dying was Jack's other band. So yeah. Okay. And, uh, got, I have one more single planned for this, uh, for this, uh, EP that's coming out I'm doing two EPs for those who aren't in the know about that. When the coronavirus thing sort of was hitting, I was like, okay, well 
let me go see it ahead and see if I can buckle down and write a couple EPs and get people to help me pre-order, which will help me pay my bills in the meantime. Um, since I, you know, don't have a, I don't have a job <laughs> anymore. Um, I, I do have a job technically I'm writing music at a furious pace and, um, it's only my wife that thinks that that's not work because it's a lot of work. <laughs> so it is um, a lot of work. Yeah. It takes but a lot anyway, of time. Yeah, totally. So you're, uh, the, the first signal, uh, single signal, single that came out. Yeah, that's whatever. Yet. Yeah. I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, <laughs> It gives me like kind of like a prodigy feel, like the the band of the prodigy. Yeah, before yeah. they had their singer. I love the prodigy. So, I think that's. I, great, I do too. Great comparison. I I'm really into that kind of stuff, which is I like I like that kind of stuff. I like video game music. I like you know eight bit music, industrial music. I love that stuff. What's weird to me is that when I put out this these songs, both of these songs so far. Um, it seems to be a mixed reaction. Some people love it. Other people are like, yeah, I wish it had vocals. And I, right. I don't know where that comes from. As to me, I feel like there's a long tradition of instrumental electronic, um, and industrial music. Uh, Cause like, like I say, I'm thinking of like bands like the prodigy or the chemical brothers or, um, crystal method bands like that, you know, um, that I love, I love that stuff. Um, so Hopefully people will hang around and listen to them a few more times and maybe get used to it. But uh, I'm working on songs with vocals as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I first heard that, I was like, man, like this brings me back as like, I used to listen to the prodigy. And then I guess when they first come out late nineties, so when they first came out and I was like, man, this reminds me of them, you know? Yeah. And then the second, uh, the second one that reminds me of like something that should be in the movie Sin City. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it kind of gives me a, a trans Siberian vibe without the the singing. Yeah, a little bit. Well, I mean, especially when Jack's in there playing. Like I say, check out his band; it'll give you a serious trans Siberian <laughs> yeah, vibe. That, uh, his that old would band. Give, Hope yeah, that's that's probably why I get that. Yeah, he's he plays a lot of uh, really really rad, you know, modal and interesting guitar stuff that's outside the box, like Trans Siberian Orchestra does. Speaking of that, I'm trying to work on some Christmas songs that'll be kind of. I don't know. Maybe it'd be like a prodigy mixed with Trans Siberian Orchestra instrumental Christmas thing. Um, there you go. That'll work. Everybody, well, everybody it seems like everybody makes a Christmas song now. So yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet. I tried one time. Uh, so there was rumor of a Chris Death Therapy Christmas song, and I actually recorded it, and it just turned out terrible. So uh, <laughs> I, it's not, it's not going to see the light of day. If we ever become like wildly rich and famous and i don't i don't care anymore which is you'll put it happen. out it's not gonna happen then maybe i can release that song and make an easy million off of off of the novelty but as of right now it's a terrible song and i don't want to release it so. <laughs> it's terrible we did we i don't even want to tell you what song it was but it, we just there's a bad choice of the song uh, the you know the recording please, is please fine. don't tell me it was santa baby no, it's not quite that bad, but it's it's actually it's that song you wouldn't you most people don't know the song exists, but I'll tell you it's a the original is the original is pretty decent and the only other band to ever have done it other than the original version is Smash Mouth. And so I essentially covered a Smash Mouth Christmas song um which not a good idea. So I mean, I'm not hey, I, Smash Mouth is actually cooler than people give them credit for. Um, 
they're kind of like the Nickelback, uh, you know, they're in that vibe where people like to love to hate on it. But I mean, you can't yeah. get to those, you can't get to that level if you don't do something right. Nickelback has some really heavy riffs and some really catchy songs. And Smash Mouth has some songs. So does Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth has some super creative stuff. And they, they do. I've seen them a couple of times in a concert. Yeah. Sometimes when you see a band in concert, it comes across different than the album, which is true of my band, Death Therapy. Some people say that. They say, well, I, I didn't like it on the record, but then I saw you live and I realized, oh, this is kind of different. Um, Smash Mouth or whoever, Nickelback, um, or uh, even a band like, um, this is a weird example, but I never liked the band Third Day, who is from Georgia, where I live. And um, I didn't like them because I thought they were just corny, you know, worship tunes. Um, I saw them in concert and they're a full blown rock band. Um, and I was like, what's, what is this? You know, is Third that is a rock do, band? Do they have the, right. So, they have, I, I get confused between them and Casting Crowns. Is Third Day the one that has the, the drummer that just does a full on drum solo? Or is that, is that Casting Crowns that does that? Uh, now I'm not sure. But the dudes in Casting Crowns are actually metalheads, a couple of them at least. Um, they used to come watch my old band play at festivals and stuff. So it's, uh, anyway, my point is, all I was saying is uh, people need to chill out sometimes and not hate on music just because it's popular. <laughs> well, I think that's what happens is once you're, once you get too popular, people are like, oh no, yeah. it's, it's no good anymore. I'm waiting until... I'm that's how I'm judging our success. Actually, right now we get mostly positive comments, but I, once I start seeing, once, once you I get start seeing some hate, I'll be like, yeah, we finally made it. Right. So what first got you into music? Uh, it was an accident. Basically. Uh, I had a friend who played drums and he was sort of starting a band in his basement. This was probably 97, 98. And I went over, to visit one day, just hang out. And the, he and the guitar player were kind of messing around with some stuff. And uh, they already had a singer. Matter of fact, they had two singers. So they didn't need a singer. And I didn't play an instrument. So I wasn't in the band. And then they did a concert, uh, like a battle of the bands. And one of the singers was not available. Not that they needed two singers to just scream. But uh, I jumped in. And did the second guy's thing and sort of became, I was in a band after that and he didn't come back and I don't know why. And, um, and then we lost our bass player and I picked up a bass. I was like, well, I don't know, maybe I can play this and sing. I don't know. I, <laughs> it's all, it all happened by accident. And here I am, you know, 20 years later trying still to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> well you have a pretty good grasp on it you know i i, I really hope you get the success you deserve because your stuff is it's different that's what i love about death therapy is the, the different styles that it has and on each album that i've heard so far and even with these two the two uh out songs that you came out with are two completely different songs yeah totally. and it's going to be on the same ep so with that become the archetype they had a completely different feel than death therapy did and i I remember I used to listen to them back when I when I first found out about them a long time ago. But it seems that um like I said death therapy they change with each album. So how do you how do you describe like what your mind is going through or or how do you go through that that creative process just to completely uh, change not from one genre to another? Um it's more just trying to be honest to what um you know what music feels right to me at the time, I guess. Um, 
becoming the archetype was more metal and trying to stay a little bit in that world. Death therapy is a little bit more of a, just a stream of consciousness, musical writing experience for me. So I just sort of turn the computer on, pick up the bass or pick up the keyboard and just see what happens. And so, uh, that makes it hard to be consistently, um, gaining fans or even really finding a place to for like my music for, for instance, for example, Spotify is a big deal right now, right? You know, playlists are, that's the way, um, we've never been on a Spotify, like a, a, a major, one of their like editorial or whatever they call it playlists. Um, because I don't think we have a sound that's ever easy enough for them to pin down. So they don't put us, they don't put us on like the metal playlist. Cause it's like, well, it's kind of not, this is kind of industrial or something. They don't put us on the industrial playlist because it's not, we're not quite as full blown industrial as most of the people in that world. I'm not, you know, I, I just write some music that has electronic stuff. I'm not like a goth person per se, you know, um, I wore a peach colored shirt yesterday for my anniversary. Um, <laughs> oh, happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. 13 years. Um, nice. but, uh, and we went and illegally hiked up to a waterfall here in Georgia cause the park was closed. <laughs> oh, was it still closed there? Huh? Yeah. The park is still closed, which is dumb. People need to get out anyway. Yeah. They opened up the parks by us. Yeah. Um, probably like two, three weeks ago. But now it doesn't even matter with all the the protests going on. I guess you could go pretty much anywhere. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I I guess the most the short answer is I it, the I don't really worry about the genre of the music as much as just trying to write a good song. So right, it's funny because you would think like Spotify would put like the different songs in different categories. I don't I don't know how their algorithm works or anything. It, it, but it comes down to it come down to how people when you up when you when you upload the song and the the categories you pick and stuff like that. So. The newest songs I've released, um, I, I put those on there myself. I categorized them as dubstep and metal because that's what I think they are. But the thing is, again, you know, does it really fit in the dubstep category with like Skrillex and people? I mean, not really, you know. Um, is it really fit in the metal category with like right. Slayer? No. no. Um, so that's that's what that's all I was trying to say. It, it's when you're making a hybrid form of music or even just not staying within a certain genre, I feel like it, it makes it tougher. If I were to just say, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go full blown, um, you know, rock and roll. And I'm only going to write rock and roll music. You know, that would actually probably, I'd, I'd probably have more success with that, but it just wouldn't be as exciting for me personally as an artist. So. But don't you think that would be one of the problems with, uh, let's just say the metal industry in general, you have, so many subgenres between metal because you have like you hear the you hear the arguments all the time striper's not metal but you know in the 80s they were metal and then you have like industrial it's got a metal sound to it you know like marilyn manson's got a metal sound yeah totally and to me that's probably the the biggest industrial artist that i can think of um and then you have the the metal core and then the the hardcore the Death core, like there's so many different genres, it's like almost impossible to put put anybody in the the correct category without somebody saying that's not the that's not where you belong. Right, right. Well, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to claim that I'm doing anything unique necessarily compared to other people, but I guess what I mean is, um, I'm not I'm not a hardcore band or a metal, just a metal band, or you know, like it's been hard even. So, like my first two albums were done on Solid State Records. Um, this new EP I've done just in, uh, independently, but 
Solid State Records is primarily a metal core label. You know, the bands have a certain sound and their fans like that sound. Well, so when the record label pitches a band like Death Therapy to that same fan base, some of them like it. Um, but we've actually found that a lot of our fans come from the more rock side of things. We're heavier than a lot of what they like. Um, but they're more into bands that involve electronic music elements and things more. But maybe those bands are more uh, radio accessible someone like skillet or something like that you know um so then we're sort of like the heavier version i've actually joking jokingly i've said this uh three or four times at festivals i've run into john cooper from skillet and um i'll say something like hey man you know we're playing over at the stage band's called death therapy and what's funny is he never remembers me until he'll say oh cool man well you know what's the band what's the band like and i'll say well people tell me it's sort of like a heavier skillet (laughs) And, uh, and he, and he, he, he'll laugh and go, Oh, I remember you now. Um, so I'm like, it's, it's really like a heavy version of skillet. Um, so, you're, so you're like fight the fury then? Uh, well, I think we're like a heavy version of fight the fury, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, anyway, point being, um, we death therapy and a lot of BTA becoming the archetype, my old band, a lot of the fans of that band, not super into death therapy because it's not metal enough. I'm not screaming all the times. There's some songs that have primarily, singing vocals um and people are people are picky about that stuff sometimes whatever point being i'm just going to keep trying to do what i can do and uh and you know maybe eventually people will catch on that hey you know i appreciate that he's being honest with his music and and uh and challenging i don't know i mean i guess i think that i like art that challenges me you know um even if it's something like a movie i like to go to a movie that doesn't necessarily give me all the answers and challenges me to think and, you know, gives you some moral dilemmas and quandaries while you're watching it and stuff. I love those, those type of movies and books and, right. and other things. So that's kind of what I want with my music too. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, I like, you know, my bands that have the same sound, but I also, I got to give it up to the bands who change their sounds, you know, throughout their years, because if you're not changing, you're, you're not progressing at all. Totally. You know, and, I, I think it just shows how much better of an artist people are when they're able to, to change their sound throughout their careers. Cool. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm better than anyone. As a matter of fact, I, if I have any problem, it's that I, I often talk myself down and talk the band down and, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, I guess when you, when you were asking the question about how did I, how do I come up with the different sounds? It's usually just, I don't know. I'm one of those people that I, the ideas come, just come to me. Yeah. It's sort of like whatever you're feeling sort of like at the time. Ha- yeah. I'm sort of haunted by the ghosts of ideas. You know, <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the night and have an idea and I'll have to come to the other room and yes. like record it on my cell phone or something real quick. So I don't forget it. So I was just talking to uh, Zana last night about that. And we were talking about how like there, there's times where I think she had a, a song come to her while she was like in her dream. And she had yeah. to wake up and write it down. And then same thing with me, you know, when I'm preparing for a message for church, something will come to me that I need to say in the middle of the night and I got to wake up and I got to start writing it down. You tell, you, you said that, you know, different people, they're not liking the sound as much as um, the old band. And when, when, when I say, when I say people aren't, I didn't mean this to imply that people don't enjoy death therapy as much, as much as they enjoy previous band. I just mean to say that it's a different, it's a different group. No, different it's a completely group. different band. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I basically had to start over um, 
with the fan which, base, which is not what is not what you want. You know, when John Cooper, just to use that example, starts fight the fury, fight the fury is almost entirely gaining skillet fans. You know, um, right? But they sound similar. One's just a little bit heavier. Well, Death Therapy doesn't really sound like becoming the archetype at all. So I'll post a new song or something from Death Therapy, and I'll get comments inevitably like, "Well, I wish it was new becoming the archetype." Or, Has you know, and I'm like, okay, ever well, you in trouble? You keep I mean, wishing, a, but an odd question. <laughs> but. I'm I'm making what I'm making, and you can either, uh, you know, it's I don't like know, it's it one not. of those things. I mean, everybody's it's, got their own flavor, so. Well, I mean, to me, it's kind of like Star Wars fans. Star Wars fans are the worst because if the movie's too much like the old ones, they complain. If it's not enough like the old ones, they complain. And it's like, how about you just enjoy the movie for what the movie is, and you know, knock it off. So, and I'm I'm bad about that too. Don't get me wrong. But my my point is, I wonder if people could, if people had never heard of becoming the archetype, if they would enjoy uh, some of the death therapy stuff more because they wouldn't be expecting it to be a certain thing. So who knows? Yeah, yeah, that yeah that's a good point. Maybe it's it's that uh, that expectation is well, this guy's just going to scream the whole time because that's yeah. what he did in the other band. But I honestly, I like your your singing voice. You know that that it's like a deep tone, oh, um, and it. I'm a fan of Marilyn Manson and it kind of like even like slow dance with death yeah. sounds to me like a Manson song. Like I'm like, this guy sounds like Marilyn Manson in this song. Yeah. It's pretty and, much the, it's pretty much the same drum beat from the dope show. Yes. It, yeah, okay, that's what it is. You're right. So <laughs> listen, <laughs> yep. but listening yeah. to that, I'm like, dude, this is, this guy is, this is awesome. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to fanboy out, but I just no, think no. you have so much talent, you know, that you definitely deserve some more recognition. Thanks, man. Two of my top 10 songs are probably from you. And one is uh, Slow Dance with Death. And the other one is uh, How Great Thou Art. The remake, oh, yeah. The, the, the cover you guys did. I I used to play that all the time. <laughs> That's, a fun my truck. To, <clears throat> That's a fun one to play for your uh, elderly friends who love yeah. the, the hymn. Hey, let me play How Great Thou Art for you. <laughs> okay. I've done that a few times. Oh, what playing the youth group all the time. Yeah, what is yeah this? it's great. Okay, your 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 music is is genre all over the place. So mm-hmm. if someone were to come up to you and say, "What? Who do you sound like? Who would you say would best describe Death Therapy?" That's a, a popular mainstream artist. Hmm. Uh, I would say it depends on the song. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know. I try to say we sound a little bit like Rob Zombie, sound a little bit like Marilyn Manson, sound a little bit like Nine Inch Nails, a um, little bit like Rage Against the Machine. And if all those things were kind of in a blender, that's probably death therapy. Um, you know, the heavy bass guitar grooves and stuff of Rage Against the Machine mixed with the industrial and electronic stuff, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, and then sort of the the dance, you know, party rock kind of thing with Rob Zombie. That's That's kind of what I'm shooting for, at least. Um, but cause I like all that stuff. I mean, that to me, that's yeah, fun. They're all great bands too. Yeah. They've all made a whole lot of money. <laughs> they're doing just fine. <laughs> they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you could probably throw a little bit of corn in there too. Yeah. Maybe a little bit cause of the, yeah, the, the new metals, there's a little bit of new metal in death therapy as well. So mm-hmm. you've done collaborations with quite a few artists now. Who do you want to collaborate the most with? Um, you know, 
part of the reason I've wanted to collaborate with the people I have, um, you know, most of the time you try to collaborate. I mean, this is a dirty little secret, but you try to collaborate with someone who's going to benefit you. Um, Of course. You know, that's the, that's the business side, but I, I haven't really done it for that reason as much as tried to think of it more like casting someone for a part in a movie, like who fits this part. Um, and also who can I highlight that I think is really good? Um, you know, that'll bring something to this. So, um, you know, uh, I'm working on a song right now that I may pitch to see if Ryan from demon hunter is interested. Um, I've collaborated with him before in becoming the archetype. He did a couple songs where he did guest vocals on, um, and I like, I like the stuff he does. And, uh, he's also into some electronic music as well. He has a side project. Um, so that's someone that is always, you know, on my list to collaborate with. Um, I think it would be cool to be able to collaborate with some electronic, bigger electronic music artists. Um, just because, I mean, someone like, um, someone like Clayton Seldweller, um, and, uh, you know, he did circle of dust and stuff like, but I mean, something like that would be great because I think a lot of those people don't know that death therapy exists. And I think they would like death therapy. They're the fans of those, you know, those bands. So. Yeah, I think they would too. I think they'd get a kick out of it because even though the guys who like are into EDM and all, they still like that, that harder side of things as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what I've seen to notice. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting metal is kind of a, it can be anything just about. So it can, it definitely can. So, um, what musician do you admire the most? That's, I mean, Devin Townsend is a huge musical, uh, hero of mine. Um, okay. And he kind of, he kind of does a little bit of everything. I got to record an album with him in 2008 and it was the best you know musical experience of my life. Um, Andrew Peterson, who is on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's like a singer songwriter, um, super soft music guy, but, um, he's a, he's a hero of mine. Um, I like the, the stuff he writes and, um, he also writes, he's an author, writes books and stuff, which I want to do as well. Um, so yeah, I would say those, those guys are probably my heroes. Devin for the eclectic, uh, musical side and Andrew Peterson for the, the artistic singer songwriter side. Oh, okay. Now, does does Ryan have a couple of books out or is he just too, um, I don't, I don't think he has any books out. He doesn't have any books out. I, he's an artist though too, isn't he? Oh yeah. He does artwork. He's okay. They've done a lot of amazing uh, Grammy award winning artwork. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was Grammy warning, but I, I, I knew he did art. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I don't know why I thought he had a book. Maybe I'm getting people confused. I'm pretty sure he I knew he was an artist. And... It's he, he and his brother. Uh, and I don't know if he does works for the same company more, but he and his brother started a company that has done some, I mean, pretty much all of the amazing artwork in the, in the scene for a long time. Um, did a lot of Norma Jean stuff, did a lot of, uh, I think recent, I think the Grammy one was, I think it was a Lecrae album. Not too long. Oh, ago really? That cool. They did the artwork for, but yeah, anyway, who, who does your artwork? Uh, Ryan, Ryan has actually done, uh, he's done the artwork for the last, for the, both of the death therapy records. Um, okay. the new EP was something that was done by somebody else. Um, what but, about like your merch? Like you have the, 
Um, that's that's kind of a, and... that's kind of a mixed bag. It just depends. But Ryan used to do a lot of the merch uh, for becoming the archetype back in the day. Okay, so yeah, I love the the, the new one you have out the the with the lamp. Yeah, that was just a that was just a random uh, a commission kind of thing. <laughs> but I think that shirt actually was originally that shirt was originally designed to be a Silent Planet shirt, and they didn't like it. So I really I ended up sn- snatching it. You know what? It reminded me of. Uh, I don't know if you watch wrestling at all. Yeah, but yeah. It, re- it reminded me of Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's. I was like, this is a Bray Wyatt shirt. I'm buying yeah, it. <laughs> totally, totally. That's great. I like it. Yeah, we went right before the coronavirus thing happened. We went to uh, AEW when it came to Atlanta, and it was actually one of the most fun experiences um, wrestling. I mean, I, I haven't. I don't keep up with it very much, but it's always a always a blast to go in person. So. It is. It's fun, and I'll watch it here and there. I don't want. I, I try to watch it, but I, I, you know, I fast forward through it. You know, with the DVR, but you know, I try to keep up as best I can because I've been watching it since I was a kid. Yeah, but it's always fun. I've met a few wrestlers. They've all been really nice, and it seems like wrestling and metal kind of going hand in hand as well. You got like Jericho, who is you know in Fozzy, and does all these uh, these cruises with other bands and stuff. So it's totally it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that, that shirt, it, it just pops, you know, the color scheme in it and everything is just, it's, it was, you, you did a really good job on that shirt. Appreciate it. We're getting ready to, to wrap up. Okay. And one question I like to ask, like all my, uh, all my guests is, um, one, how do you feel the internet has impacted the music business? Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to answer that one first? Sure. Go ahead and answer that first. Um, I think that the internet it's kind of like a blessing and a curse. So there's no more grassroots uh, anymore. The way it used to be, be becoming the archetype. My previous band had a street team. We would mail posters and mail CDs out to people and stickers, and they would take them around town and promote and things like that. Um, So it's kind of a bummer that that's not a thing anymore. But at the same time, it's kind of a blessing because you can go straight to someone's cell phone. You don't even have to go play a concert for them. Um, you can just shoot a video and, and get to their phone, get to the internet. You know, um, that's been a blessing during this uh, Corona thing has been right. being able to stay in touch with people and stay connected to bands and stuff. Um, you know, I think the, the biggest way the internet has changed things is not necessarily the internet itself, but just the, just the way technology in general has made music easier for people to make, um, without having to spend a bunch of money. So more and more people are in bands and have music, you know, hit songs are now made on laptops in a person's bed, their house. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, uh, what's her face said that Billy Eilish, her whole album to help Billy Eilish did the whole house. Yeah. And you have a, you have an interesting studio, right? <laughs> well, uh, when it's not 90 degrees outside, like it is right now, I've been using the, uh, it's like a, just a, it's just a enclosed trailer that I have outside in the yard, but it's super hot right now. So I'm kind of sitting in the, in one of the uh, rooms of my house. Um, I have to send my wife and kids out to do other things when I'm trying to record because <laughs> it's <laughs> otherwise I end up with a lot of background noise. Yeah. But yeah. Well, back, to, back to um, the, like the internet change in the industry and all you, you started a fan club, I guess a few months ago, right? How how's that worked out? Have you seen like a difference in 
um, and the algorithms, because I know you're trying to figure out the yeah. different Well, the that's different just algorithms. a little, that, I, p- people have told me, they said, well, you know, you need to start a group on Facebook because then those people can become more engaged and, and make it a private group where, you know, they can talk about whatever they want. So yeah, I started a death therapy fan club page, uh, fam club page, because I consider those people more like family. And uh, it's been pretty cool. Um, I don't know that it's the, you know, it's the silver bullet that it's going to fix everything in the industry, but it's, it's a nice little way to, but at the end of the day, the way the algorithms work is if you, if a person does not engage with you regularly, eventually the social media platform stops showing them your stuff because this it's the algorithm is smart in the one use of the word and it goes, okay, well, I can't show this person everything that everyone posts. So I'm going to limit it to the stuff that they seem to like, you know? And so, but mm-hmm. that's a bummer because it may turn out that there's someone who really likes death therapy. I get people who say this all the time. They'll be like, well, you should come and play in my city or whatever it is. And I'll say, we were just there last week. And they'll go, I, I didn't even know. I'm like, I posted about it constantly. Yeah. I even promoted it to people who are in your area. Oh, I never saw it. Never saw it. So, so it's a, it's a bummer. We came to Texas. We came to Texas and played in, um, in Fort Worth for two people. Um, and people are like, oh, you should come to Texas. There's lots of fans out here in Texas. So I'm like, well, that's awesome. Let's let's go do it. We go to Texas. You know, like I said, we played in a humongous room, the rail club for two people is all that showed up. Um, and uh, so my point is it's yeah, the algorithms are tricky. So that that's another curse of the whole thing. It, you know, whereas it used to be, it used to be um, you'd go to the bookstore and if the, you know, if the, or the, the CD store or whatever you know, and you'd, you'd find the CDs. And, uh, if the band was on a record label, then there was a good chance you would know about them, you know, but nowadays you never know. So, yeah. Right. So if you can change anything about the industry, what would that be? Well, I would say in the same, in the same vein, I would just, I, if I could change anything about the industry, it would be, I think it would be awesome if more artists who are established would use their platform to help artists who are up and coming and, uh, and talented. Um, yes, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that it's, it's frustrating that a lot of artists will, will just sort of get up to the top of their ivory tower and that's just where they live. And they don't, they don't, they think, well, I'm, you know, I'm on a record label and my record label and my manager and my agent, they do all the work for me. Um, so if a band wants to be successful, they need to get on the record label and they need a manager and an agent to do the work for them. And yeah, I get that, but the industry has totally changed now. A lot of times, I mean, I haven't had any luck getting a manager or an agent, none, no luck with that. Um, but it would be awesome if there was somebody out there who likes death therapy music and they're in a band who's, I don't know, got three times the amount of listeners that death therapy does. And they could say, Hey, check out death therapy sometime, you know, um, it would really help. Um, and, and I mean, I get it, you know, it's, it's annoying because if you're on social media, you inevitably get messages from people who say, Hey, I got a new single coming out. Would you please share it with your fans? And they do that to me, you know? And, and I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, I share stuff for my own band and only get five comments, you know? Um, <laughs> I'm not like a, I'm not an Instagram influencer who's, got, you know, tens of thousands of responses, you know, but that's the new world we live in. So I guess I can see on the, uh, I just wish that more artists would 
take some time, re- find some new artists that are out there, highlight them. Um, I try to do that a little bit. I mean, uh, when I have a new song that's coming out, I try to see, well, what other bands that I am friends with are releasing music and how can I highlight them right now? I can't do that all the time, you know, so I don't want people to feel like, well, you, he didn't mention our band, but, um, you know, I, if I ever get to that place, I think it would be awesome to be able to help smaller bands out, you know? So that'd be my thing. I would change about the industry, make it more of a community. It used to be a little bit more that way. I feel like. Oh, really? Thinking about that. Like, I don't know if it's the mindset is like we, you know, we worked so hard to get to where we're at. And like you said, the industry's changed so much. Um, And I'm not sure if they feel like, well, you know, you all need to work. You need to put your, your time in, which yeah, you do, but there it's not as easy as it was back then. Not that it was easy back then, but physical CDs was a huge push back right, in the day. Right. And I know like ice nine kills, they used to go to warp tour, even though they weren't on it and they would sell their CDs at warp tour totally. and sell 10,000 CDs throughout the whole tour. Yeah. Totally. And that's how they got popular. They were you, a you band when they today. started out. They were a ska band. You're right. Not many people know that. <laughs> yeah, they were a ska band, which is, explains a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's a different kind of working you have to do now. Yeah, and for a, I'm just I'm just I, I don't want. I, that's another problem. You with don't the, you don't want a handout. Right. You don't want a handout. That's another problem with. It, the it'd industry. be nice to get a bone. That's another problem with the industry is how a lot of people can succeed overnight now. They become a viral sensation. Uh, you know, the next day they're, they're famous. Um, and they didn't have to grind for years and years. So I can understand a lot of bigger artists are like, they're, you know, they're furious about that and they don't want to help. My whole thing is just like, look, if I'm, you know, if I'm a person who's in a band, who's, who's relatively successful, if I'm not listening to new music, if I'm not listening to new artists, I think that's really lame and selfish. And if you are listening to new music and artists and you find stuff that you like, Tell people about it because it can help. Oh, well, they need to, you know, that's to me, I, I know it's kind of silly as a, as a comparison, but I mean, you know, we're in this political season right now. And it was like, I think, I think it was like just like a month ago that Barack Obama endorsed Joe Biden for president. And it's like, I mean, wait a second. He was your vice president for eight years. Like, why didn't you endorse him? Like at the beginning and the whole right. the whole story was well we're going to let him do it himself you know and maybe that's true and and i'm not saying that i'm not saying one way or the other politically i'm just trying to say like it feels weird like wait a second if you like this band tell people about it well they got to make it on their own it's like <laughs> yeah you know uh it used to be in the back in the day i feel like that people felt like well if you grind you get out on the road you grind you put in your dues you know then you'll make it but now you could go out and you can grind on the road for ten, I mean, there's a band that I'm really good friends with, so I'll give them a shout out. They're called Comrades. Comrades is amazing. Um, Comrades oh, yeah, has been great. touring almost nonstop for like ten years, and they're still a tiny band. Like, yeah, they don't they don't stop. Like, right, they don't stop touring. I, know, I saw them in Germany. They were on a full they were on a full European tour when I yeah, saw them. They're amazing. Uh, so I wish people would check them out. Uh, I wish I was in a bigger position to give them a shout out. You know, um, but my point, my, my whole point with all that was just to say, like. I, I feel like that should be a natural thing. I feel like artists should be, but I hear a lot of times, you know, I saw an article with Jonathan Davis from corn and he was just smashing 
all the new music. It's so all the new music's lame and it's not original and all the bands are dumb and they sound the same. And it's like, okay, man, well, cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a shame. I'm like, like well, I'm out here. I, hey, I, over, <coughs> look yeah, over here. You know, I, I sound, I sound different. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Anyhow. But, yeah, I agree, man. That's, that's what needs to be. I, I think that's a big thing is having these bigger artists, um, this helping out the smaller guys, you know, put them on a tour so they so people can give them a chance because you're not going to hear about it on facebook like you said they, you're going to you're going to get like 50 to 100 people to listen to, to look at it you know yeah so yeah man that's a, that's a great point I, I like that answer um so to finish up and one thank you very much for coming out uh, or coming on i appreciate it um like i said i'm a fan Appreciate it. The last question I have is what message do you have for your fans? And then at that point, just go ahead and give us uh, where we can find your music and how we can follow you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't really have a deep and profound message other, other than just death therapy is, um, is a band that believes that, that life is full of paradoxes and that sometimes the place where you find uh, find the light is in the darkest place. And sometimes you, where they should find hope is when you feel the most hopeless and that life ultimately comes through a process of, of death. Um, you know, a, a seed has to be planted and changed from one form to another. Um, and, and so it is with human beings as well. I'm not, I didn't come up with that idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, we believe that, uh, you know, I'm a Christian and I, I write lyrics from my perspective. So I believe in, uh, you know, I believe that life is ultimately through the death and resurrection of Christ, but also every day dying to myself and the things I want and my desires. So that's what the name death therapy means. It's not meant to be scary. Sometimes I regret that name choice and think maybe I should change it, but that's the, that's the purpose of the name. And, uh, that's the message we have for anyone who's paying attention. Um, and, uh, the, yeah, you can find the music, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're everywhere. I mean, it's it's the new world. I mean, and nowadays I feel like if a band's not on those things, then I just assume they're not a real band, you know? Um, <laughs> it's not like they, well, I don't have deaththerapy.com that they need to go to. If you go to that, it's probably some, uh, you know, psychiatry website or something. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Just go find us on, you know, and honestly at this season in the band's life, we're looking, we're trying to get people. I would love it if everybody goes and buys, you know, all of my stuff, which would be great. But if they, people don't need to make that big of an investment, just go stream it, just go check it out. And that helps me, you know? So, right. So what's the best way to, to support you? Would it be a physical CD or vinyl? Would it be streams? Deaththerapy.bigcartel.com. That's where they can buy stuff directly from me. Um, the uh, the uh, the, per, the first two albums are also available from the record label and their merch now store and stuff like that. But I've got vinyl records and I've got stickers. Uh, somebody sent me some stickers, <clears throat> and uh, and I've got t shirts and I've got all kinds of stuff, you know. And uh, yeah, so just checking out. Well, well, thank you very much, Jason, for coming on. Appreciate I really it. appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, guys, check out uh, Death Therapy. Look at their Facebook, grab some merchandise, support these uh these bands, man. These they're great bands that are out here. We we need to get their names out. Appreciate it, man. Again, Jason, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. I wanted to give Jason and Death Therapy one last shout out. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. 
I encourage you to go on Facebook, like their page, it's Death Therapy, and check out some of their music. Like I said, it's pretty unique, and if you like what we've been doing so far, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, as well as go onto our Facebook page at The Choppin' Block Podcast, or you can go on Instagram at the.choppin.block, and you can follow us more there. Thank you.